Hello there, darlings. Welcome to the Clockwork Cabaret. This week, the ladies have gone off on a tangent about niche subcultures and combined them into an unholy amalgamation everyone can agree to hate. Well done. And now, on with the show. <laughs> I don't know what that no, is. Haru. Haru. Uh, I am Emmett Davenport. It sounds like something an old man would say. Haru. <laughs> I don't know why that's the word. For some reason, hooray did not come out of my mouth. But I am Emmett Davenport. And I am Lady Anarchop. And uh, we have now finally come out of our post-Turkey Day comas. <laughs> I just finished. Uh, I just finished the turkey. That I have we had. I, have I mean, not. there's still leftovers made from the turkey in the fridge, but yeah, we we have. I have some turkey rice thing that I have made as my leftovers, but the turkey itself is has has gone. Well, we sold the of. bones and the skin and the little weird meat that's left onto the bones and skin because I am going to make a stock out of that. Ah. Like I, a proper pioneer woman. I was going to do that, but it won't fit in my stock pot. So, so I have to... So I have to, I have to <laughs> we are proper heathens, and we just hacked into them bones. Well, I, I could have done that. I just... I, had, I haven't done it yet. <laughs> we did. We did it. But, uh, I... <laughs> so, I once watched a woman butcher a large thigh bone on the back porch of a trailer in Florida with a machete. Of course you did. Yep. That's the that most Florida. That's the most Floridian thing I've ever heard you yeah, say. Yeah, it was she was she was she was trying to hack in she was trying to crack a, a, a very thick I don't know what bone it was. I hope it was an animal bone. Um but she was very clearly trying to crack into the bone to get to the marrow so that she could make a stock from it. Uh, and she was just on the back stoop, essentially, of, of a trailer. We had friends that lived in a trailer park in Florida off of a major highway at the time. And uh, she was using a machete to do that. And of course. Like you do. Irritating. That is very Floridian. It, it, it's definitely one of those things that you stop and stare at that for a little bit. That was also the trailer park that um, there was a couple that was driving the homophobic woman across the street crazy by putting carrots in her mailbox. Oh. And also the trailer park that I found a big wheel out for bulk trash pickup, decided I was going to ride it around the... the, the oh, but the, it smelled weird. Yeah, I decided I was going to ride it around the roads of the trailer park in the middle of the night, and it did smell like BO, which is why I assumed yeah, that that's, that's generally that's generally my assumption whenever I see something cool. <laughs> I don't know how a child's toy can stank of BO, and I don't know how it molded to the plastic yeah. of that big wheel, but some, apparently, you know. Kids... I, and I am not, this is not me throwing shade on South Florida trailer parks. Y'all are my people. Uh, but like, just saying that these are real experiences I had in the early, late 90s, early 2000s. I, well, I mean, different regions have different, have different things that, that are, that, that only peop, other people who have ever lived in those regions will understand. Yeah, and I and I think I feel like people are assuming this trailer park is very white trash. It is not. It's a special blend of South Florida. Yeah. Oh yeah. Trailer park, um, which is means a little bit white trash, a little bit of everything. It's just a little bit of everything. It's a little a dusting of everything. Oh yeah. No, there's 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 a cultural 
melange. Culture melange. It's yeah. basically yeah. In, it's, in, yeah, a cultural melange. Like it's that. a fancy. It's a fancy way of saying, you know. <laughs> it's a little bit. Of that everything. was where the Chihuahua Whisperer lived. Oh. Oh. The Chihuahua Whisperer was a man who owned five Chihuahuas. Uh, and there was a there was a like a kind of a green area where you could walk like for dog walking. Mm-hmm with your dogs do their business and very early in the morning because I would drive my friend of ours lives in this trailer park and I would drive by to pick her up and very and oftentimes we would see the chihuahua whisperer very early in the morning walking his oh no his four chihuahuas walking his four chihuahuas leashless oh out out to the dog restroom area and they would all be doing their business uh, and as chihuahuas are wont to do when they would see me pull up to pick up my friend and her come out of her house to get in my car, they would start barking because that's what chihuahuas do. And he would just like, ah, 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 ah. and he would point and then all four chihuahuas would shut up and like all sit right in a row and oh, wait for nice. him to give the command. My friend would get in my car and he would give the chihuahua some silent command and walk back to his house and all the chihuahuas would just follow him in a line. Oh. He had the, the, the they were the best behaved dogs I'd ever seen in my life and they were chihuahuas and there were four of them and I have no idea what juju that man used. Uh, just he was just a chihuahua, he was the chihuahua whisperer. That's fair. I mean, now having actually known re- real dog trainers, uh, yeah, no, it's that that's just something yeah. they do. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, normally chihuahuas are kind of re- like they're like terriers. They're kind of renowned for being independent-minded. Yes, they're little jerks. <laughs> or jerks, if you like. I w- I have a terrible story about a chihuahua that I have. Is it- I mean, it's funny. Is it sad? No. It's not okay. sad. Just funny. I, 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 so, <laughs> I don't even know how to, so when we were building the first cafe, it was the first iteration of the cafe, and this was before you, you and Mr. Ducky were uh, around, this was when you were, you were still in Florida, so you did not get to experience this. <laughs> we were, we were still, we were still in awe of the Chihuahua whisperer. Yes, yeah. So, a friend of mine had had a chihuahua named taco taco is is wonderful uh taco uh, was there while we were trying to while we were building the bar and and the back room and and getting everything ready to actually open up the coffee shop and the bar um and w- one day <laughs> we realized that we needed to run some cables through an area that had already been built up and that either we were going to have to undo the wall, the panels that we had put in um, for the, for the counters or to, to do all of that. Or what I suggested was that, you know, Hey, when um, in the old days, when they built submarines, they used to use ferrets to run (laughs) wiring through the walls of the submarine, true story. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so maybe we could do that with Taco. <laughs> and, oh, tiny little Taco. And he looked at me and went, what? What are you? Wait, would that work? <laughs> that might work. And so we hooked a little string on Taco's uh, collar and Taco walked through the whole length of the of the back room with with a with a string no no weight on it or anything it was just a string and walked through with him unwinding the the, the mm-hmm. string as taco walked through with me being on the other end going come here taco come on you can do it you are the most beautiful wonderful dog in the world look at you look at you look Aww. at you and she did it and then we pulled the the cabling through that we needed to do. Right, and tied we the done. cabling to the string. And yeah, and we were done. 
Um, but, but it was still one of those things where, where my friend Nick looked at me and went, I can't believe I just did that to my dog. (laughs) No, you put her to work. You gave her a job. She was great. This is the best day. Look at this. This is the best day ever for her. She thought it was great. She was fine. She did good. She wasn't scared. She did it fine. She was very brave and she was a very good dog. She was a good dog. Yeah, these were very good chihuahuas. These were very good chihuahuas. I don't know if they're, I don't know. I'm not going to gender the chihuahuas. I know the chihuahuas, but yeah, they're, uh, their human hat was very, they loved him and they were very well trained. Well, yeah. Well, one of the things too is that. It that, was just funny that he had a little fleet of them. Yeah. Well, the one thing I've, I have learned about, about Chihuahuas is that you can, like, if you, if you treat a Chihuahua like it's a dog, um, mm. you will have a very good Chihuahua. If you treat a Chihuahua like it's a toy or an accessory you get a really terrible chihuahua well and in my experience prior to meeting taco i had thought chihuahuas were absolutely terrible Uh, i've I've met some good chihuahuas well now i have they're they're people dogs they like to be around their people yeah um my sister has a miniature dachshund samson He's the same way. Dachshund? As long as he's around people, oh, he's the best dog. Dachshund. That's what you're saying. Dachshund. 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 <laughs> Trying to be all fancy over there. Wiener dog. It's a wiener dog. A little mini wiener. Yes. A my little mo- smoky, if you will. Yes. My mother had a, had a, a weird uh, blue-eyed oh. wiener dog named Cricket. That I called, that I called Frankenweenie. Because <laughs> she yeah, had Samson just has regular eyes. Well, because she had one blue eye and one Aww. brown eye, and also her patches were really weird. And she was her base was white, but then she had oh. splotches. Yeah, she was a weird, she was a weird dog. She and I did not get along. Oh, Samson's very friendly. We like Samson. He just he's just he's a great dog as long as. He has someone to hang out with all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he doesn't, then he's very destructive and very smart. Uh, it's a bad combo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fur babies. Oh, fur babies. And we have cats that are very smart and destructive. Me and too. Cats, uh... My cats are also smart and destructive. Oh, it's fact, the worst. You one of them the is... Best? One of them is outside the door right now, trying to get in. Desperately. Yelling. That auto. Okay. You know, you know what the best is? Dumb cats. Dumb cats are the best cats. I've only ever. I've never really had a dumb cat. Oh, I mean, I I've had, had two real, real dummies. I mean, I had a cat that had a lack of personality before. That was just kind of a bump on the log. But she was. But she's. She wasn't dumb. She was just not. She was just there. Yeah, no, I had Sprocket and Dorian, and they were dumber than dirt. Oh. (laughs) They were the best because they were too stupid to figure anything out. They never caused any trouble. They never opened cabinets. They never got into anything because they were just like, I don't know how that works. Well, maybe this is your this I'm is your retribution. A sunbeam now. Oh. This is their revenge. They sent yeah. the, they sent the Gerblins to you so that you would learn to appreciate them in hindsight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like cats that know how to open doors but just can't quite turn the knob yet. Yeah, they'll and get I say yet. They'll get there. I know they're only two years old. <laughs> they'll get there. There's so much time to figure it out. Just keep their... What happens when they start realizing they can tag team us? All, all you have to do is make sure their nails stay trimmed because that's the... Because <sighs> if you let them get too long, they can open those doors. Yeah, they're trying. We keep everything <laughs> locked because, yeah, they can't be trusted. I, ha- I had they're a cat. Trying. Yeah, I had a cat that used to open the uh, the cabinets in my kitchen. Oh, yeah, they can open the cabinets, no problem. Yeah. Even, even the one with the friggin' child lock on it. Yeah. No, they're fine with opening cabinets. They just can't turn knobs yet. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. That's that's later. Yet. <laughs> and on that note. And I am not the chihuahua I am not the gerblin whisperer. I cannot make them behave. <laughs> it's alright. We all have fur babies are weird. <laughs> I love right. them. I'm, I'm, I'm breaking. I'm destroying cats. I'm not destroying humans. It's yes. Fine. Yeah. No, it's totally, it's, it's an acceptable thing. Child services won't be called. Child services is not going to be called because my cats are yowling at 530. <laughs> oh my God. We've never eaten ever. We're starving and we're hungry. It's 530 in the morning. It doesn't matter that I weigh eight pounds overweight. <laughs> I'm wasting away. I'm dying. Yes, it's true. All right. I'm going to uh, press a button because I have to f- deal with a, a cat right now. <laughs> Stop by our dimly lit and unexplainably damp bookstore to peruse and purchase our seething collection of hideous books on any number of uncomfortable topics to include The Organ Slapper's Field Guide, Neighbor Spotting, A Picture Book of Unfortunate Clowns, Hobo Tagging, the Lady's Way to Choke Things, and How to Make a Dog Vomit, Part the First. Shank Street, Unpleasant Used and Rare Books. You know you at least want to look. I don't even remember what I was going to talk about. Uh... We were talking about about niche 90s magazines that no longer exist. Yes, so I was... was, uh, I was was telling Lady Addercup during the break about 90s magazine, model magazine... (laughs) Yeah, I do not remember this publication. Which I don't think it lasted very long. It was it was like a magazine that was, you know, for models, by models or something. And they had like, you know, a bunch of supermodel interviews and things and had more artsy, artsy thing, <laughs> or artsy layout, layup, layouts, layouts. So like a cheap layout? Vogue? Huh? Like a cheap Vogue. Kind of, but well, there was new, ne- there was neater stuff in it. I found. I don't know. I liked the pictures a lot better. I okay. used to use. I used to cut out the pictures from that magazine as part of my col- giant collage wall that I had as a teenager in my bedroom. Oh, I so. Well, uh, but, oh, I don't even know what the modern equivalent would be of the collage wall because I didn't, I didn't have a collage wall because I was not allowed to put uh, tape on my walls uh, as a child. I probably wasn't either, and I think it was one of those things my my parents didn't realize I was doing it until it was too big. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was not allowed to tape things to my walls as a child because uh, that would ruin the paint. Oh, well, Uh, my paint was this awful yellow, hospital yellow. Oh, oh. Yeah, so it was... I actually... There were a lot of us and not a lot of rooms, but at one point, I did have my own room because I was becoming a woman. That's oh, disgusting. That Is sounds that horrible. Don't ever say oh, that. No. <laughs> but at one point, like I had three younger brothers, and uh, I was the only girl. And my parents decided I deserved my own room, and I was allowed to choose my wallpaper, my 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 the paint color, and. Uh, they painted my room as sky blue and my mom spray painted like fluffy clouds. Oh, I had, I had that room when I was yeah. four. It was nice. And I, but I was definitely not allowed to put tape on the wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I had that same I had that same color scheme when I was 4 years old. Oh, yeah, I was I was like, you know, a preteen. Yeah. About four. But it was very nice. It was very nice. I appreciate that my, my parents came in my own room away from my gross brothers. But I was not allowed to put, I was not allowed to, t- if I wanted to make collage, I had to like get cardboard and oh. like tape yeah, the cardboard. No, I, I taped it right. I was a savage and taped it right onto the nasty, the nasty, nasty paint. Also, the also, room. to be fair, we didn't have air conditioning and we did live in South Florida, so tape was not going to stick well, anything to those walls. Well, so this was Vermont and the house had not been painted uh, since when we bought it. Like, this, that was the color that it, the room was when oh. we moved in. So, so it was, you know, probably very old. Probably lead or, paint. 
Yeah, I, but my my original point was I don't I don't know if like people still do the Collage photo rolls? collages of oh. of niche magazines because probably not because niche magazines no longer exist. <gasps> what it's do true. they do? But back in the day, we used to do that all the time for whatever random like hobby, weird interest. Hobby. Sometimes movies would have their own yeah. magazine. Well, definitely movies had their own magazines they put out when the movie was, like, yeah. you know, being released. So if you were, like... Because that's how I got Willow. That's how I got all the pictures of Mad Mardigan. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so, for example, if you were obsessed with Willow or the Lost Boys, you yes. could go to Barnes & Noble. Or just the grocery store sometimes. Or grocery store or an Eckerd's if you were living in a cell. Uh, and you could buy these uh, special edition magazines put out by the studio with like super fancy glossy pictures of the movie you liked because the internet was not a thing. So you had to seek out the images that you wanted um, for it's your true. creepy, creepy serial killer wall. Hey, I love <laughs> that. Know? And Is it also, a serial killer if, if, you were, if you were a certain age and you liked boys, well, I've got good news for you because there's about approximately 15 different magazines that cater to your prepubescent desires. Also, bands. There was always good music yep, magazines. Yep, bands would put out their own glossies. Um, oh my gosh, do you remember the age of the novelization of the movie? <gasps> Yes. That was a thing you could buy at Rite Aid. Like, did you really enjoy Terminator 2 and you can't wait till it, in, till it comes out on video in four years? I've got good news for you. You can buy the novelization of I, the movie. I, 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 I had the Star Wars novelization. <laughs> I, also, I can do you one better. I also I had the novelization for Hook. Oh, oh, nice. <laughs> I also, I still actually have the novelization of Willow. Yeah, no, that I was, still that have was it. what you had to do back in the day. I, before fan fiction was a thing. Before you could just see, like, search for uh, yep. images on the internet of whatever your hyper fixation was. You had to go to Eckerd's or Rite Aid or the mall, and you had to go and buy these things from another human being. Who's gonna judge you based they would on totally what judge you were spending your your was... your hard earned uh uh money on? It's true. There was some was... like alternative magazine that, oh, yeah. that was a short lived magazine that came out in the nineties too that I really that I that I used to get and I I got a lot of good music recommendations from, but it was a very short lived magazine it was like i think it only put out like six issues and i really wish i could remember the name of it i was just gonna ask do you remember the name no no it was kind of it was kind of like alternative press but it was diff but but not that it was something else i can't remember i i was very very lucky in that we had a great comic book store um hey tates what's up you still exist you're still a great comic book store um and and it was right around when I first got my license. So, hey, what's up, Kendra? Uh, and they carried a lot of zines. Oh, zines. Yes, the zines in the 90s were so good. And, I mean, they're so good. If you want to make a zine, make a zine. There are so many instructions online. It's great. Uh, so they would actually carry, like, indie zines and indie magazines and, like, like more niche than you could get at Eckerd's. Uh, they had an 18 and over chain link set, like not chain link like wall, like you had to, to walk through kind of chain link chains to get into the 18 and above area. Oh. This is back in the day. <laughs> you couldn't get pornography any place you wanted. You had to be of age and physically go to a place. I think they still have to do that technically. Yeah, but it, back, you know, in back in the day. Yes. Uh, Kate had a lot of indie, like they they would do zine swaps, so they had yeah. a lot of like 
They had a lot of weird scenes. They had a lot of uh, 18 and above stuff. That's how where I first uh, encountered Propaganda Magazine. Oh, yeah. All the old goss. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh! I have, I had, a, I had some of that. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> I, I honestly think, like, looking back on it, I honestly think the only reason Propaganda was 18 and above was there was semi-nudity and a lot of gender bending. Yes. Yeah, no, it's... I'm thinking back on it, and it was pretty, like, it was way tamer than anything you could find back on tum- on Tumblr. Oh, yeah, no, I... Tumblr's heyday. I, I honestly kind of wondered wow. why why it was over there. Yeah, it was, uh, no, no, because you could see nipples sometimes. Yes, sometimes. And the nipples on those people. And sometimes you weren't quite sure, and you weren't quite sure... Yeah, no, yeah. The gender. No, propaganda was, oh, so, for, so for our younger listeners, Propaganda was a kind of like goth fashion magazine. It was, was it a was little a little bit it, more it aimed a little, a little bit BDSM. Yeah, it aimed not, a little more fetishy. Little, a little, like, yeah, a little fetishy yeah. and a little nudity. And yeah. literally, you can find way worse crap on the internet, yeah. like, from day one. Yeah, oh yeah. It's like uh, Bizarre Magazine. Bizarre Magazine is also... Oh, I forgot about Bizarre. Yeah, Bizarre is also one of those magazines where you're not quite sure why... It It was was in the 18 and above. In the 18 and up, other than the fact that, oh, they sometimes showed a little more cleavage. There was sometimes a nip slip. Yeah. But, like, nothing worse than you see in Vogue or W Magazine. Yeah. Nowadays, so. it just had latex on it. <laughs> it just had latex on it, <laughs> and sometimes it didn't. Yeah, or or it had electrical tape on it. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> there are so many people in the audience that are like, "Oh yeah, yeah," and so many more people that are confused. <laughs> it was a thing in the nineties. We didn't have the internet, so what we had were these super specific magazines. And literally, if you had a hobby, if you had an interest, if you had a niche or a niche, I'm not sure how that's pronounced, niche. that had money to spend. You'd go you out to the store magazine. and pick up Cat Fancy. Cat Fancy was a thing? I, I think Cat Fancy is still a thing. I know it is. I'm just kidding. Honestly. Was, but like, Cat Fancy is mainstream. I'm telling you, there are way more deeper dives than you could get into. Uh, Wizard Magazine. Do you remember Wizard Magazine? Yes. Did you ever get that? Yeah, no, I, I actually... That was a magazine about comic books. Yes, I actually used it to, to price out my comic book collection. Yes, and I would go, was... if I sold my comic book collection right now, I would make $11,000. Yeah, I will not, because no one will buy this. Because what, I dis- because what I discovered when selling my comic collection is the fact that you have to actively sell one comic book at a time in order to get that in order to get those top prices that they listed in Wizard and, Comics. And you had to find the people that were willing to right. pay them. So you had to go on yeah. There, that that's, the other, and there was an int- the internet. You can put them on eBay. Yes. You couldn't do that. You had to do all of yeah, that. Yeah, there was Wizard, there was a bunch of different I had a couple of different animation magazines. Yeah. Oh, they came out quarterly, once every three All right, you months. Mentioned, you mentioned some weird niche magazine that I wouldn't know. Oh, yes. So okay. what is the weird niche uh, magazine? This is the best part. I, I, I'm about to dial down into some hardcore niche territory. Okay, okay. When this, I was in college. Uh-oh. Is this going to be a Sailor Moon? Back <laughs> in the day. This isn't going to be uh, Sailor my, Moon. My minor was creative writing. Okay. In, English slash creative writing, I double minored because I couldn't be constrained to one minor. I was that big a geek. Or ADD. But it's part of it. Huh? Or ADD. Or ADD, whatever. <laughs> Whichever comes first. First one, then the other. Um, I, one of the required classes for creative writing was you had to take a, a, a magazine writing course. Oh. So it was a course specific to writing articles for magazines. Oh, okay. How to pitch them, how to write for them, how to like, you know, kind of curtail your writing for a specific audience. And at the time that I was taking this course, I was also taking 
uh, design one, which was the make or break class for art majors. This is the class I, I think I've talked about on the podcast before where I, during the final, I slept 11 hours in one week. Oh, yeah. That I fell asleep while painting one time. Uh, yeah, so I didn't have a lot of spare time or a lot of spare intellect to, to, uh, to dedicate to magazine writing. So I was basically just doing the bare minimum required to pass the class so that I could get the credit for my minor. And we, and the final, the, <laughs> the final assignment for the class was that you had to find a magazine. Uh, you had to write an article and write a pitch directed at that specific magazine. Oh. Right. So like, for example, uh, I, I bought a lot of knitting magazines back in the day and they mostly were patterns, but every once in a while there would be an article. So if I was gonna, let's say, pitch a, a, an article to a knitting magazine, it might be like, uh, here's this pattern that I knit with my grandma and why it means so very much to me. But that I sounds, didn't have the kind of- um, That sounds boring. I, I didn't have the time or the energy to devote to doing this assignment properly. Okay. So what I did instead. <laughs> <laughs> this is always good. <laughs> I always enjoy these. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So my my best friend, someone said girlfriend, they would be correct. My <laughs> girlfriend at the time uh was in design one with me. She also was the mascot for the school. Oh, okay. But like the school, the gritty to our teams, okay. but not as cool as gritty, much sadder. Okay. It was a lion. Oh. Uh, it was the St. Augustine Lions. Oh. She was the mascot at the time for, okay. I don't know, sports teams. I don't know which sports teams had a mascot because I didn't go to sports. But she had also been the mascot for the sports teams in her in high school. So she was she came oh. from a long line of mascot. Well, not a long line, but she had mascot experience. Okay. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> and what I had discovered while I was trying to half-ass this assignment was that there was a magazine called Cheerleader Monthly. And Cheerleader Monthly had a segment that was a monthly interview with either a head cheerleader or a head cheer boy. I don't know what the male cheerleaders are called. They're all called cheerleaders. Uh, yeah, so like either the, 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 the so the, they had a they had a segment each month that was that was a spotlight on some person in the cheer team. Uh, from a, a a random college, this included mascots because mascots are part of the cheerleading team. Yeah. So my super lazy thing was like, oh my god, there's a magazine about cheerleaders. Oh my god, they do spotlights on people who are on the cheer team. Oh my god, my girlfriend is a mascot. Guess what I'm doing? <laughs> Tell me about being in a sweaty suit. So I half-assed this assignment and I wrote a whole article about the trials and tribulations of being a high, a college mascot to a team that didn't even have a football team. Like, I still don't know what, she was our, our school mascot. I still don't know what sport she cheered for. Probably. It's not a good article. But there was a cheerleader magazine was my original point. <laughs> this is a magazine you did not know existed. It came out every month. I, I uh, actually, I did know that, know that it existed. Oh, that's because you worked in a bookstore. No, you it's. You literally worked in a Barnes and Noble. No, you it's actually because I had friends that were cheerleaders in high school. 
Yeah, but this was a college cheerleader magazine. Oh, was it a college cheerleader magazine? Yes, it was specifically for college collegiate cheerleaders. And this is also, just to be clear, this is not me shitting on cheerleaders because my sister was one of those, she was a, like, she was not the flyer, she was the person that flipped the flyers. Okay. Y'all were athletes. That is some crazy crap. I'm just pointing out that in the 90s, there was a magazine specifically for you, and then it included a segment that you could write about your school's mascot, there, even if your school did not have a football team. It might still exist. It does not. Oh, it doesn't. I, have, did you I check? You I actually, <laughs> part of the assignment was we had to submit that article to oh. the magazine that we had written it for. I did submit that article to Cheerleader Magazine. They did not get, I don't know if that was the real name of it. They did not get back to me. Oh. They did not care about the St. Augustine Saints and our lion mascot. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist still, that magazine. <laughs> it might still be around. It will, it became a PBS board back oh. like in the later 90s Oh, well, yeah, era. of course it did. And now it's a Facebook group. Probably, yeah. I'm 100% sure. And yeah. that was for you, those people that are old enough to know what a BBS board is. Oh. <laughs> hey! It's like talking about IRC. Oh, gosh. <laughs> for AOL Instant Messenger. Oh. Who still has friends that got from AOL I, Instant Messenger? I once hey. spent an afternoon talking to someone who, I, who claimed to be Bruce Campbell for... An afternoon that oh, I was. Bruce Campbell used to do that. He used to get on AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah. To so there. so I talked to Bruce Campbell because it was it was his AOL account. I talked to Bruce Campbell for like an afternoon while I was working at SCAD <laughs> as a librarian because I was bored. Yes, I'm totally telling where I worked as a librarian. I was totally. Oh, no! <laughs> Uh, it's all right. It was twenty. Fire you again? Well, yeah. I mean, it was twenty years ago. What are you gonna do? Twenty years ago, I worked at SCAD and was a librarian, and yes, and would waste my time, bored out of my mind, sitting at the uh, sitting at my desk while I was doing five people's jobs. I would talk to someone who said he was Bruce Campbell. I I I like to assume he it was. But you never know. Well, I, I actually read Bruce Campbell's autobiography, and he does talk about connecting with fans over AOL Instant Messenger in his autobiography. So. Well, there you go. Well, then, maybe it was him for real. I, it was a lovely conversation, whatever. It, you know, whether it was him or not, it was great. We talked about all sorts of things. It was a good, it was a nice, pleasant, I think it was like two hours. Nice. It was a nice two-hour conversation over AOL. It's not like he's ever gonna remember. I don't yeah. even remember what my what my AOL name was. I don't remember mine. Oh wait, no, nope. I just do. I just remembered. Okay, never mind. <laughs> you're, you're not gonna say it on air. <laughs> no, I can totally mine was say. Mine good Sir Terrier because I was really into Labyrinth at the time, and that was a a, a nod to Sir Dinimus. My, oh, this is so nerdy. <laughs> so, uh, for a long period of time, my uh, username for most things was Angharan. Mm. Yeah, no, wait, just wait. Um, I took it from a C.J. Sherry m book, The Exile's Gate, because the main character who I who was Morrigan Angharan. And uh, Morgan Angeron and that Morgane Angeron, and that was uh, yeah, no nerd, so nerdy. I love that book series. Hey, Lady Addercop was uh, and the name I used on a lot of BBS boards, and that's where I got it. So, and yeah. here we are, many years later. Yes, but I, that was the name I used for a lot of my online personas. That's right. Outer Cop is not my real last name. I'm sorry to break it to you. I'm like shocked. This. I'm shocked. They're shocked. They're shocked. That sounds like a real person. It name. sounds so real. So it sounds real. so real and like something that was in The Hobbit. It's, it is an actual word. 
It is. No, it, it, it is it's a just... cop is an old English name for a spider web or my personal favorite, a virulent woman with a poisonous tongue. Oh, nice. And that was why I took that as my yeah. screen name when I started using Lady Anarchop. Excellent. And also it was in The Hobbit. I'm a nerd, so you know, hey. <laughs> and on that note, I think I feel like I feel like we've nerded out enough today. Yeah, we've <laughs> talked about zines and '90s niche magazines and how we got our usernames on uh, AOL Messenger and oh, BBS boards. <sighs> so, so up to date and current. So current. We're just bringing you the hot current takes that are very relevant to all the youngsters that want to vibe. Oh, actually, to to talk of to also talk about update and current things. This is not update and current things. I I have picked up a a old habit, an old computer game habit that I would like to share with other people, and that so if you are if you are uh, our listeners, if you are also a giant computer game nerd person like myself, um, I have started playing World of Warcraft again after <laughs> a after a long five year hiatus. I oh I it's just so pretty. <laughs> it's really it's so pretty, and I like the auto attack. That's really what it boils down to. It's a pretty game, and I like the fact that I can just hit things and walk o- and stop paying attention for a period of time. <laughs> Check your Twitter account while you're doing just, that. Like, you know, oh, okay. like, oh, and then I remember, you know, oh, hit hit number two. Okay, I do that. All right, awesome. And then I just, it, it helps when you're feeling kind of spacey and, you know, discombobulated in this time of, of pandemic. I feel like that's a game I can play. So if if you are on um, um, Steam Weedle cart- Cartel uh, server... Uh, find me. Uh, I am a, a gnome monk named Davenport. <laughs> <laughs> That's good on so many levels. <laughs> like, because I thought it was funny. Uh, I do also have a I, horde. I have a yeah. horde. Char- I have a horde character, but I can't remember her her name at the off the top of my head. <laughs> but uh, I, you cannot find me on any video game servers. Unless you have a Switch and you want to play Animal Crossing. In which case, you're going to have to follow me on Twitter to figure that out. Because I don't know how to hand that information. Oh yeah, it's a long, it's a number. It's like a long number number thing. It's confusing. And and you're never actually probably going to interact with me because I play such at random times. Mm. But I will give you the dream uh, the dream address to my to my island. You can come visit it. It's it's stuck in Halloween times because of course it is. Of course it is. It's true. The, this is a thing. No, I, I honestly, five years ago when I stopped playing World of Warcraft, I swore I was never, ever going to do it again because I was like, it uh, it sucked up so much of my time and life and and that and it became a pandemic. Well, and it also it became a job at the time. Now it's it's a really nice way to just uh stop thinking and r- I run around and hit things and yeah you know it's fine it's also I, like, like I think I like Animal Crossing I can play it on my own time frame I can just as long as I log in and talk to my villagers every once in a while I'm good yes also I totally totally blame steampunk doll houses uh <laughs> yes yeah, she did get you back into that yes Oh, she sucked you back in. Clockwork Just Librarian. When you out. Clockwork Librarian Elizabeth totally suckered me into it. Now I'm here, there, playing that stupid game. Whenever I've got a free moment and want to not think about the state of the world. <laughs> all the time. It's all the time. But yeah, so that's where that. So yeah, so if you play World of Warcraft, or if you have, if you were like me and you had been looking at what was going on and 
thinking, oh, I would like to get back into it, but I don't know anybody playing. Yeah, no, feel free. Find me. Find me. I also think my my battle net name is Mouse. So, oh, because I it there's I think that, there might be a number, I but I think I think you can just find me that way. You can follow me on Ao3. I don't have any fix up there, but I'm oh, on I, there. I'm on Ao3. <laughs> I know you told me recently you did that. I was like, yes. I I posted stories. <laughs> oh. I should find. I don't think I'm I not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you where my stories are. No, I'm not. No, I'm not going to look. You don't have to share them. No, no. But it's I fine. definitely they're, when I they're I up there. Uh, uh, mine was on fanfic. Oh, so no, mine is mine is mine is uh vampire. Mine is technically, I guess, would be dice dice my darling fanfic. Oh, I or or is. vamps or vamps in Vegas fanfic, whichever you you know. Yeah, it's my it's fanfic. Is it, fan, is it fanfic if you're writing it for your own characters? I don't know. I feel like it might be. I don't think that's fanfic. I think that's just canon. Well, it's not like it happened around other people. No, no is it? I don't know. Canon. Well, I wrote it. I wrote. I wrote. They're really short. I guess that's called drabble. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, look at you using fans. I'm so proud of you, Emma. <laughs> I don't know. I just wrote things. I I wrote them. You can find me. My my username on AO3 is Anagramma Device. Oh my gosh! So she made it real hard for you. You're gonna have to spell that. Yeah, yeah. You're no, gonna have to spell it. Like, also, you're gonna have to know Terry Pratchett. I don't have anything up though. Now I feel like I have to. Now I feel like I have to. Well, you're gonna have to know some Terry Pratchett in order to understand how to spell that name. My username. Yes, so there you go. That's that's the test. I'm not, I'm not gonna do any Discworld I, fan fiction, so don't somewhere worry. Somewhere out there, there's probably some old fan fiction that I wrote twenty years ago. I have fanfiction.net slash live journal days. Well, I have and stories. I, <laughs> I have stories uh, that you and I wrote about your own. Uh, yeah, that see web again, comic. that doesn't count as fan fiction. That's just canon. But. And I'm not putting that up online. But I wrote it. <laughs> well, you can write, put your own stuff. Oh, so, well, yeah, no, that is that. That oh, is no, fan fiction. If you fiction. write about my characters, then yes, yeah, fan fiction. <laughs> I'm going to post that stuff. Go ahead. We post it. <laughs> and everyone will go, what What comic What comic is this? This is for a defunct comic that stopped over 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's, yeah, so that's. Uh, oh, no. I, I might I might get back into the fan fiction game. Who knows? I miss I liked fan I like fan fiction. Yeah, no. I and I don't. It's enjoyable. It's fun. I, I mean, feel sometimes it's weird. I feel we've weird. Read, we've all read one thing that made us go, ooh. No, I feel weird about there. writing about characters that I don't that I don't actively own or like you know, like I, I feel weird about using other people. That's one of the reasons why I, why I have a hard time writing fan fiction, which is why I write fa- fan fiction for thing for characters that I already like. No, this is totally <laughs> you, my. You've you've influenced the development of. Yes. Yeah. No, because I feel like, because oh. I feel di- I feel like it's kind of slightly disrespectful to the to the to the to the person who created it. I, I totally understand how fan fiction because we have all watched a season finale for a TV show. That oh yeah, no, I mean, and, don't get me uh, wrong. I have, I have, what I the have. Hell, was that? I could write a better. What? No. Yeah. Oh no. What about? What? I have thought about it constantly. Don't get right. me wrong. And and that is how fan fiction is born, and also because like historically a lot of fan fiction is written by people who don't see themselves represented yeah. in popular media or or in the um in the fiction and and reality or not realities but in the fictions that they love in the fandoms that they right. love oh and no so i totally I, get fan, that like it, it's it's a way to 
express that desire to see yourself right and i think maybe as a in a media that you love and i totally get that well and i think that maybe as a as me personally uh (laughs) it's uh one of those things where there's probably i mean now that i'm getting older yeah there's definitely there's not enough there's not enough literature or movies about middle-aged women (laughs) Being cool, kicking ass, doing magic, doing right. cool things, you know. So, uh, yes. So that would be the, the fan fiction that I would want to write. But so I to- I saw I totally have a good recommendation to end this episode on. Okay. It does not relate to fan fiction. Okay. Does not relate to anything we've talked about at all. Okay. But it does relate to like the desire to see yourself in popular media especially when you're marginalized or you're not the person that typically is featured as a protagonist. Mm -hmm. I just finished, it it is a romance novelette. So if that's not your jam, ignore this next segment. Um, But it was a totally fluffy and and wonderful novelette um, uh, by Courtney Millen, or Milan, I'm not sure how you pronounce her name, uh, called Mrs. Martin's Incomparable Adventure. Oh. And it's about two elderly ladies, one is 73, one is 69, uh, who fall in love over the course of making a terrible man's life a living hell. Oh. And it was delightful. I, and I can get behind a that. perfect balm on my soul for this crappy, crappy, crappy week. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it, and, it, and it is nice, like I said, it is nice if you are not the person that sees yourself portrayed in popular media. Sometimes see yourself portrayed in popular media. Yeah. Oh, no, it's lovely. And uh, that's why fan fiction exists. And that's why weird 90s niche magazines once existed. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, if you're dating the school's mascot, the least you could do is write, a, is write up an interview. For Cheerleader Magazine. <laughs> I still don't know if that's what that thing was called. It probably, it was probably like Bring It On. or <laughs> It was probably something like Cheer Times Three, because it yeah. was the 90s. Probably. There may have been an X in there, I'm not sure. <laughs> and uh, I think that's, I think that's a good place to end, uh, to end this week's episode. So, uh. <laughs> It is definitely a place to end this week. <laughs> and uh, this has been the Clockwork Cabaret. She is Lady Cup. And she is Emma Davenport. And remember, it's not work we do. It's love. We've just discovered a very rare bit of audio from former Prime Minister Winston Churchill. Let's have a listen. I, Winston Churchill, wholeheartedly believe... That the Clockwork Cabaret is the finest example of steampunk radio programming. Never before have I heard anything quite so marvelous, and I doubt I shall ever hear anything like it again. Calpurnia, continue on your journey, broadcasting your marvelous music, and sail on to glory!